Hello and welcome to the Soccer Speakeasy. Today is Thursday, the 5th of, of August uh, 2020, as we record uh, just after coming up on uh, quarter to two in the afternoon. Since we last were in the Speakeasy, someone broke in, started throwing bottles everywhere and, and even defecated on the bar, it, it looks like. So the place is now a mess after these last two games. The crew has given up eight goals and dropped two games, one of them on the narrow field at uh, New York City in the Yankee Stadium. That was a 4-1 to loss. And then last night in the new stadium, uh, they suffered their first loss in the new stadium. Uh, the same team that beat them for the first time in regulation in the old stadium in 1999 came back to their once rival, D.C. United, turned the trick again last night. 4-2, to uh, it was 3 to nothing at halftime. It was ugly. Although Jacob says he rewatched the first half and it really wasn't that bad. So <laughs> That's we'll, taking it a bit we'll out of context. I'm Mike A-Race with Kyle Robertson and Jacob Myers, our fine crew beat writer. Per usual at the controls is Patrick Flaherty, the pod father. Let's get right into it. This is, again, what a difference a week makes, gentlemen. We were we were at the bar sipping and watching soccer uh, a week ago and, and doing the speakeasy. And uh, as I said, the place is now a mess. Yeah, and, and to your point on the last show, they given especially these last two results, they could be in a very, very difficult spot had they not outperformed during that stretch with a lot of guys out. But yeah, eight goals in the last two games allowed. It's just, I, I wouldn't say it's crisis mode at all, but certainly it's not an anomaly if, if, if it's two games in a row and, and the defense just seems to be lacking a ton of confidence after three straight yeah. games, which Mensa and Abub Karkata were starting next to each other and playing very well, something Caleb Porter mentioned after the game. But yeah, just especially Jonathan Mensa, you don't expect a mistake like he made late in the first half. And then, I mean, 2-0, we've seen them battle back from that after a first half deficit, but 3-0, just almost yeah. throwing the towel at that point. Kyle, I was having like Rusty Klesla, like James Wisniewski flashbacks of oh, man. the way the central defenders <laughs> were playing last night. It was uh, in their own end. I mean, two egregious yeah. giveaways. The K to one yeah. was like, uh, again, it was like yeah. uh, a young giraffe uh, getting cross-legged. The, That's the Mets, such a perfect <laughs> metaphor analogy for the, that. The uh, the Mensa turnover yeah. for the, that led to the kick that was the, the third goal mm-hmm. um, and both the first and third scored by old friend Ola Kamara. Um, that that was surprising. He had to turn right around and followed him in the box and that led to the kick. Um, you know, it's what's strange here, Kyle, is that this is a team that gave up 12 goals through their first 15 games. And uh, only Seattle was that stingy, uh, the leaders in the West and uh, the inventors of the game of soccer. All of a sudden, eight and two games. It really is this an aberration is what everyone's wondering, or is, is, is this an indicator that uh, they have some things to, to figure out back there? Well, I mean, I think, Akeda has been playing really well up until this point, right? I mean, he had he he did something like this last year too. I think was it NYNC? He had a bad pass out of the back, and then he basically got benched for the rest of the season, right? He is, you know, so he I mean, twenty one, right? But I mean, he's been playing really, really well, and so I mean, I think you just kind of chalk that up to you know the the learning experience. But yeah, the Mensa thing was, I mean, he got beat, and then he tried to do the old hip the hip pull or the you know the outside pull and. And Jacob, he came out after, did the captain yes, and, and yeah. with, the, with the full mea culpa. Yeah, absolutely. And it, that's what you want to see from the captain. He placed it firmly on him, said, you know, I haven't been yeah. good the last two games. I need to raise my level because when I do, other people come with me. And 
to his credit, yeah, I, I definitely don't think he's played anywhere near his best. And and this is two games after he set a this season individual single game best in all of MLS with 14 clearances against uh, Atlanta. So obviously it's there. It's just so dramatic what they had gone from Nashville, Atlanta to clean sheets looked like their dominant self last year. And then to have these two where we haven't seen a performance like this, I would say since Caleb Porter has gone to Columbus. Well, speaking of that, uh, a regular at the speakeasy here, the one Keith Noss, and he at, it's at K Noss, N-A-A-S, K-N-A-A-S, at K Noss. K Noss. He's a regular here at the speakeasy. He was throwing stats at me um, um, just, a little bit, just a little bit ago. Um, and in, the, in context, these two losses in a row, he, he conjured 2016, a 4-4 to draw May 7th with Montreal, and a, followed by a 1-4 loss at NYCFC on October 23rd. Um, 2011, these are worst losses of certain seasons. Uh, 2011, two, a 6-2 loss at Seattle, and a, followed by a 4-2 to loss um, uh, to Toronto, uh, August 27th and September 10th, um, um, respectively. And his take was uh, arguably the worst two back-to-back regular season defensive performances since 2011. So that that'll, yeah. that that'll give you some. Well, I mean, I, I will DC say though, that, was without seven other right. regular starters too. But if you look at the goals, what the the the, the get the penalty kick, the header was awesome. Uh, Waylon uh, loses the guy, and I mean, I put that on Waylon, and yeah. I have no idea. Same with yeah. the NYC game; why Room just stares yeah. at the ball. I, I thought yeah. he for sure could have made a save. But then also the, I mean, the the last goal was a, uh, you know, the the crew cut into the lead, and they had the momentum, and they were, you know, they were they were pushing forward. And then I believe what, was it Molina that gave up the kind of uh, yes. lost it, and he came down and just. I mean, it was an unbelievable finish. I mean, they just let him from get the right to a spot right, right above the box. Yeah. And it's a good put, finish, yeah. but it's Great a spot finish. you would expect a player to finish right. from. Just it, it seemed like they were willing. The defense was yeah. willing to bend and didn't really, I don't know, just offer much resistance in moments yeah. like that. You mentioned Waylon losing a yep. man, not stopping a counter. Those yep. mistakes on the ball with Mensa and Keda, obviously, I think. That's probably a bit right. of a lack of confidence, and then the others are just not focused in the moment, and, and it cost them. Right. They just didn't handle transition, which they had prepared to do against DC United. Somehow, their high press completely addled yep. the home team last night, which was very odd because through all the roster permutations, all the call ups, all the injuries, um, they've held their fort uh, in their own end all season until these last two games. Uh, so, very curious, as Porter said, Jacob, after the game. Um, uh, we gifted them four goals. He also yeah. uh, said that uh, um, he called Mensa out to a degree um, properly in context. He said, you know, he's our captain and he's got to, sometimes he has to put everyone on his shoulders and, and carry him forward. Um, I think Mensa got that. Um, uh, his take, though, further was that he thought the attack looked pretty good. Um, we can ask the striker about second that in a minute. Half. I think second half. It was. Well, after the substitutions, yeah. uh, after uh, uh, Sanch and, and uh, uh, Giassi's artist, fresh from Gold Cup victory, uh, came in in I think the 57th minute. Um, that things did yeah. that this, things did change. Um, but I'll go back to uh, our main man Keith at the bar here, sitting among uh, broken whiskey bottles with his head in his hands, um, and that's just uh, that's just me talking. <laughs> 
Uh, and he says in with his sunglasses on or not? I, oh yeah, he's got the he's got the yellow. <laughs> White Russian. I, I checked to see if the underlying numbers prove that the team is just unlucky. In fact, we are currently lucky to be where we are in the standings, which is seventh, by the way. We'll get to that in a second. Worst XG plus XA per ninety. Mm. One of the worst XGD per ninety. Worst assists per ninety. One of the worst shots per ninety. One of the worst shots on target per ninety. One of the worst goals scored per shot. And of course, Keith was mining um, MLS statistics, uh, um, Major League Soccer stats at fbrief.com. So you can look that up for yourselves. But that seems to belie um, uh, Porter's assertion that um, he's he's not as worried about his attack as he is his defense right now. Yeah, I, I, those numbers are accurate. They I had been looking at those kind of comparatively while they're on that six game unbeaten streak and and they had improved for for those that don't know that's expected goal differential expected goal against xg my favorite stat you know the (laughs) xg i'm sorry yeah and overall no that's fine and overall i i had seen this point that the defense and and we had talked about this while they had only given up 12 goals they were giving away plenty of good chances that Aloy Room was coming right. up with with big saves, and and I don't have the access to the type of opta data that those inside the league kind of editorial division have. But they had said the crew was facing a very higher number of expected goals allowed than they were actually allowing, with which suggests that. Aloy Room was kind of bailing them out for a bit, and that's why they were getting points. So to Key's point, yeah, that's completely accurate. Now, I will say you get two great scoring chances right. in the in the first half. They need to be a better first-half team. Yeah. They've been a second-half team this year, but you get the Etienne chance in the 37th minute, uh, Zellerayon 23rd minute. Those are both yeah. just down a goal. And, and to, to go further back, New York City yeah. – Aloy Room comes way out of the right. box when he doesn't have to, yep. just down a goal. Yep. And it was a corner kick, should have been a goal kick. But somehow you have Harrison Awful defending Castellanos. These are just like mental mistakes that, un- yep. and take an offense out of it, it, it shouldn't be that way, but that's certainly an impact for sure. Well, but yeah. overall, yeah. I, w- I would agree. Yeah. The offense needs, they just yeah. need to create more. Kyle, yeah, I mean, are, I, are the wingers doing enough? Or is, is Lucas Zellerion, is he just wearing down trying to cover for weak wing play? Yeah, I mean, I mean, Hurtado also had the, you know, he was one on one with Hammond there. You yeah, know, and then he, he just got, doesn't add anything. Yeah, yeah for I me. can't figure him out. I, I mean, I would have loved to He's see not Barry. Good. That's yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm a, a Barry. Yeah, fan. I would give L- him the shot. Yeah, it's like the big fella. Yeah, he, he, he looks lost out there. He doesn't. I mean, he, he doesn't know what to do when the wingers have it quite. I mean, I mean, uh, he know, works it's, hard. Yeah, it's just yeah, he's a wins, big body. He wins the ball. Yeah, yeah, he's a yeah. But I mean, he he had a shot there too. Uh, I, I believe later on in the first half too that he you know he could have done something on the edge of the box. Um, but yeah, he looks he looks lost out there. And I would have give Barry a, a a run and just kind of see what you know gives him a different option out there. But yeah, I mean, like you said, I think Zellerion is kind of uh, you know uh, without Zardes up there in the last few games, really kind of uh, taking taking on the brunt of everything. And 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 the, like you said, the wings haven't. I thought. Thought Etienne Jr. played better. He had that one shot where, where one opportunity where he should have shot, but 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 then also 
the goalie goes out. Like, come on, guys. Like, the goalie comes, the, you know, you got the backup goalie coming in cold with a, like 20 minutes in, and then there wasn't any quality shots on him at all. I mean, you know, I, I know. He had the Etienne yeah, and Celery on. Yeah, but it wasn't on goal. On, you know, it's just like you didn't They were test bad them. shots. Yeah, they were yes. bad shots. And it's like, you know, it, just like in hockey, when the goalie gets pulled, you know, you want to put some shots on the new guy. Like, I felt like they didn't quite, you know, kind of tested him right away. Well, you know, you wake up and right. uh, not only is the bar destroyed, but the season's half over. Um, there's 17 games right. into a 34-game MLS season. Um, and, uh, you know, whether you want to count the last two games as, as aberrational or not, um, as Bill Parcells so famously said, you are what your record says you are. And right now, through 17 games, exactly the midway point, um, they have 24 points. They're in seventh place. So they slipped from sixth to seventh last night. They're six, five, and six. That's a. Uh, they're six, five, and six. A, a game over. <laughs> Just it's six, five, and six. <laughs> yeah, they they've scored nineteen and allowed twenty. They're they're minus one. So they're the only team uh, in the top nine in the East that is now minus. Um, and so, if you are what your record says you are. That is the very essence of mediocrity at this point. Yeah, and look yeah. at the two goals they scored too, which were inside the box. Yeah. That's been a rarity for the goal scored they this yeah. year. But one was uh, yeah. Briant kind of spilled it right for Molino, and the, it, w- it was a good ball right. in from Zellerion. But then the other was a fortunate bounce off the bar. Yeah. Great control from Zellerion, but you know these weren't just you know created a cross into the box and, and, and a finish. So certainly they need to figure out that last pass. Um, and, and maybe they do that soon. I'm still jury out just based on all the guys they need to get chemistry in there. But certainly I, I, I think you yeah. look at those goals scored and it's not like it was fantastic no. build up. But hopefully Molina can, kind of can get rolling after scoring that first they, goal. They need him. Yeah. Bad. I mean, he looked I good. Agree. I mean, he played really, I thought he played really, really well. He had that giveaway, yeah. obviously. But yeah. But, I, I mean, yeah. from what he's been doing, what, what, you know, from in the last few games, I mean, that, that shot almost went in. <laughs> yeah. That hit yeah. the bar. And, and uh, of course, Lucas put away the rebound. Um, uh, th- th- that was fun for the fans. Yeah. Um, uh, when it got well, to three to two yeah. and then uh, basically another blown well, yeah, coverage yeah. and, and it was four to two and, and, and then it's all over. Um, the, the, the kick was in stoppage time. Was it not at the end of the first half? Yeah, yeah, I well, think it was. Yeah, yeah. the penalty yeah. kick. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't yeah. seven, yeah, seven yeah, so minutes. Oh, that that's time. that was just. Uh, you know, the first one was so egregious. I think Porter's right. I mean, it it killed the whole stadium and mm-hmm. it rattled the team. And those are essentially his words. Um, uh, in any case, uh, uh, one thing I wanted to ask you, Jacob, is we we, we talked about the rotating roster. What does the injury situation look like? Um, Caleb Porter talked about he, he tried to uh, uh, sort of uh, adopt some of the blame uh, by saying maybe it's on me for my lineup decisions. But he had no choice but not to start Giassi Zardes and probably Pedro Santos, too, who's, you know, all he's done is play almost every minute this season. Um, and he has games coming up. As we said, the schedule remains compressed. They don't have a full week off until after this next game against Atlanta. That's uh, Saturday night at seven thirty at the LDC. Who's injured, Caleb? And and what sort of what sort of roster decisions are we looking ahead to Saturday prior to a week off before they go to Chicago to play? Did you call me, Caleb? Oh, did yeah. I call you, Caleb. 
problem. Freudian slip. Uh, I don't know how I'll take that. Did I call him? Yeah, you did. <laughs> oh, man. You're getting we'll, old. We'll move past it. I'll, you know, I'll be a goldfish. I'll forget about it. My, my oh, t- no, Ted Lasso just, fans out there. I just think yeah. I just keep calling him Caleb then. There you go. All right. I'm, I don't know if I'll prefer Jacob. that or the shield. Jacob. <laughs> Jacob Always the Myers. shield. <laughs> All right. Shield. Chickless. What's, what's the injury uh, report here? And, and uh, what are we looking at as far as the roster going forward and lineups? The, the guys who are closest to coming back are Josh Williams and Vito Warmhor. That would be a huge boost, obviously, after what we saw from the back line last night against D.C., those guys have taken a bit longer than expected. Josh has an ankle injury, and I think it's a thigh injury, maybe a hamstring for Vito. So I last week, it was supposed to be Josh Williams will be back in training at the end of last week. As far as I know, he's still not back. At least what we saw the other day will be out for the first 15 minutes again on Friday um, before the Saturday game. But yeah, so those guys, I would say the next couple weeks, Perry Kitchen now has an MCL strain. Caleb Porter said a couple weeks on that. I would expect, you know, two to four weeks, probably more closer to a month. And then let's see, Milton Valenzuela is still out a bit. I believe it was what six to eight weeks right. initially. Um, our tour was announced as having another hernia surgery that they said 10 to 12 weeks, which leaves a window for him to come back for like the last week of the regular season. I, I don't, my just personal opinion on this is I don't think we'll see him the rest of the year. It just would be hard for a player like that to miss the entire year, then come back in for huge playoff games. Um, He's no Kucherov. <laughs> so that's kind of what they're looking at right now. And, and once they get those guys back on center back, now they're a lot healthier than they have been, but that is certainly an area they, they need to bolster some depth. And, and today when we're talking is deadline day in MLS, secondary transfer window. Right. I expect it to be a quiet day. I think there are holes they need to fill, especially at right back. That was that way in the offseason. Uh, I, I don't think they're close to a deal on anything. So overall, I think it's just going to be a quiet day in MLS because the season started late. And they haven't had a ton of time to kind of evaluate like Molino being in the lineup where maybe you add an attacker. I don't think you can ever have enough attacking players, but I expect them to stand pat or make a very, very, you know, minor transaction. But they, they seem pretty confident in the group they have still. Kanye, should fans be worried? Uh, should they be worried? I think it's getting closer to yes. Uh, I think the next couple, the next two games, uh, I think... Uh, they really got to get it going yeah so yeah i think they're i think they should be a little bit nervous about that you have a home game against atlanta yeah. out of playoff position yeah. road game against chicago worst team in the league that's on the 15th right. on sunday so saturday at home against atlanta uh and then sunday the 15th at chicago and that and then they got a road game midweek against red bulls i would say another winnable game but tough in the midweek and then you have back-to-back I think setting up to be pretty big home game, yeah. Seattle, Cincinnati. Yeah. So the end of this month, we're going to learn a lot. And, and uh, should note, uh, given how this season has been compressed, that um, those two games that uh, Jacob just mentioned, uh, Seattle and Cincinnati, there is a, there is a, they have full rest uh, between those games. So, um, but nine of the, right, nine of the last 17 are home. I think so, right? That sounds about right. I know four of the yeah. last six are, are home. So, yeah, they have a backloaded, backloaded home schedule. Um, but this this month here, uh, it's it's going to be nervous, I right. think, for fans. But, I mean, that's also why some of those 
early games we've had earlier or the crew had earlier in the year that they've kind of had some draws or they left some points on the table. I think it might be catching up to them now. Well, we shall see. Yeah. Uh, there's no doubt that uh, I, I did, uh, did Porter, he didn't, he didn't guarantee a victory Saturday. Um, don't get me wrong, but he did say, did he say, I'm sure we're going to win? What, what was his exact words? I think he felt, he felt a need to bang a gong a little bit, and he did. Yeah, he said, I don't think the team's broken, but for sure we need to make some changes in terms of how we approach the next two days. I'm confident you'll see a different team and a different result, mostly different results Saturday. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. So I took that as very much like wanting to, I guess, kind of conk some heads, but right. also the solution. And I asked this in post game, and Mensa seemed to acknowledge it. It has, has to come from within the locker yeah. room. This is only something that players have to kind of rally themselves around and figure out. Well, one guy that can help their shield is Jossie Zardes, uh, who uh, just just on Sunday uh, played 120 minutes against hmm. Mexico and uh, what was a thrilling one to nothing. You think he had beers after the game? Might and then probably ran. I think you know, two days later. He he told us that yeah. uh, he still hasn't gotten his bags back from his flight oh. from Vegas. So, um, well, <laughs> what happens in Vegas, as they say, uh, yeah. is in his bags, and they're staying in Vegas. Apparently, um, they did do that old. Yeah. They did do that old thing, like in the commercial Campiones. They were they did take the cup and march it around Vegas that night. You know what I mean? Uh, well, especially that. with that team too. Not all of them are twenty one either. Well, you know. Uh, I didn't, didn't didn't one of the stories one of the young guys they went they went out and the guy's like let me see your ID and he just showed him the medal and he said come on in <laughs> I don't know who it was but it was a I did see that, but yeah. I can only hope that's true yeah, that's cool <laughs> well you know what good on him good on uh, Greg Berhalter um, who in his yes. spot as yes. national team coach uh, gets a lot yes. of grief for every decision he makes I uh, think it was huge. Um, and now he's beaten Mexico with an A team in the Nations League in Denver in June, uh, and then come right back and uh, ran through. They gave up one goal um, uh, through the whole competition of Gold Cup, uh, and uh, I think five of their wins were one to nothing. An incredibly gritty performance by what was essentially a JV team uh, for the United States of America, and uh, Greg Berhalter now comes out of it staring at uh, uh, qualifying, which gets underway uh, in less than a month um, with a pool of about 40 players who've been, uh, who've been battle tested uh, to use his words um, and good on him shield. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the narrative now is they have an entire player pool who has won a trophy and the expectation is, is that much higher. I think it's where it should be. I mean, look, look at how well a lot of their young players in Europe performed over this last club season they should absolutely be looked at as the second best team in CONCACAF who can really challenge the Mexico team. Kyle, your thoughts on Gold Cup after... Uh... I mean, I thought they for sure were going to lose in the finals. So, I mean, I think I predicted uh, a 3-1 or 4 nothing Mexico. Mexico win. had largely yeah. their best team there. Yeah. I mean, they had... They had a couple guys over well, in the Olympics. Well, they did, yeah. and, and, and Lozano, yeah. who was probably their best player, was hurt. Um, he was hurt in the first game in the, in the group stage uh, when... Um, Oh God! A, yeah. a goalie almost yeah. took his head off. Um, so he was hurt. But but generally speaking, you had the core of what will be their 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 qualif- their team that goes through qualifying. Yeah. No, I think what I like most about it is uh, I, they they showed they showed some video. I don't know where I saw it at, but uh, after the 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 ninety minutes up, and Greg was in there 
you know, talking to everyone and, you know, everyone seemed to be kind of engaged and everything. And they went over to the Mexican squad and everyone was kind of like laying down, kind of drinking water, you know, coach wasn't saying much of anything. And so I think, I think Greg is building the culture kind of like torts, you know, it's not as rough and kind of, uh, so not at all like torts. Well, no, I'm saying like, I think torts is rougher, but it's about culture and about like doing what you're supposed to do. And regardless of who you are, you know, step up, you know, programming a team to play within yes, the system. Yes, and yes. And I think, and I think the young kid and I think the younger folks are, are, are buying into it yeah, and, and, and the results are kind of trickling in. Oh wait, maybe if we, maybe he, you know, he is what made, he is saying is, is he, working. He's made his, yeah. he's made the national expectations very clear right. to all the players. Uh, they bought into it. Yep. And one of the takeaways I had was, especially when you compare it to the women's national team, um, who won the bronze after losing in the semifinals to, to Canada at, at the Olympic tournament, um, is the the men are seem to be having fun. Yeah. Uh, now winning's fun, but there's uh, so Burhalter seems to be having more fun than yep. he ever had in Columbus. Um, he's he's more animated now, and uh, uh, he's almost a, I don't want to say a different guy, but maybe he's himself now. Um, and and whereas the women. Um, I think they got old before our eyes, and that yep. that does happen. Although uh, uh, Megan Rapino and uh, Carly Lloyd uh, were uh, quite dominant in the in the bronze medal, found the fountain of youth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think looking at the men's national team with, uh, I mean, we'll just yeah. talk specifically about Jossie Zardes. I think he absolutely solidified yeah. his his spot on the qualifier um, roster, and and he gets so he much crap. He might be your your game one starter up front. Absolutely. I I mean, what you need in these games, especially road qualifiers, look at the talent they have in the attacking positions. You want a a guy who can hold up the ball, get the guys into attack. I don't think there's any striker on the U.S. roster right now that does that better than Jossie. All right, gentlemen, we're kind of winding down here as uh, Patrick Flaherty sweeps the glass off the floor. Um, uh, Is there anything you want to add uh, before we sign out here? I would also like to say the field again didn't look uh, great for the second uh, match in a row. Um, actually, this match I think three or four times guys uh, crew crew members were on the field while the game was going on, kind of uh, stomping down some grass. Yeah, did you see the like gopher size divot yeah. that Luis Diaz picked up? Yeah. I, I was talking to Brett Hilbrand before the game, and and he was saying that they're expect like this field is expected to not really kind of be fully grown in for about a year, the roots, 18 months. The, roots, the yeah. roots aren't deep enough. I mean, <laughs> it was always said. Um, and it's something about the air coming into affects like those corners yeah. where all those bad spots are. So that's a new challenge. It, it's, it's, uh, we, we took for granted here that, uh, that it was here and the, the fields, the players yeah. always talked about it. Perfect. where old crew stadium and, and uh, Red Bull, stadium um and, and it's uh, because of, for one reason they're among the oldest fields in the league um and the root systems have you know been developed for 10 years or more and uh so you can i mean that's yeah <laughs> there's the old joke about when's the best time to grow a tree 30 years ago well you can sort of apply that to growing grass in a stadium uh no, no field's going to look great um and i would only add that austin's having way more problems with the yeah. turf one last note is because <laughs> they don't have roots, right? Well, they had problems. Oh, nice, Carl. <laughs> they didn't respect him, did they? <laughs> well, 
One last note, um, Joseph Martinez was sent off with a red card against Montreal, so he will be out for Saturday unless that is um, rescinded. That's too bad. He was playing well, too. He scored last night. Um, I feel like they're starting to get into rhythm with their new coach. So if he's out, you absolutely uh, home again. you got to make a statement if you're the crew. Yeah, Atlanta's buried in the standings now. I only went 1 through 10. Cincinnati's in 10th place, by the way, 16 points. And the the crew has... uh, I'm sorry, 15 points. So the, the crew in seventh, 24 points. First place is 37, 37 points. Uh, seventh place above the playoff bars, Columbus with 24. Uh, Montreal's in eighth with 23. And the Red Bulls are there in ninth at, uh, uh, with 19 points. And then Cincinnati with 15. Uh, those three teams, especially Montreal, obviously, are, are within striking distance. There's a lot of games to play yet. As we said, 17 to go. For Kyle Robertson and uh, Jacob Myers, who you can call him Caleb the Shield and Kanye the Striker, and the Podfather, Patrick Flaherty, I'm Mike Arace. Thank you for joining us. We'll talk to you probably midweek next week or, or late in the week next week uh, as, as uh, we as well as the team have a little time to breathe. Thanks for joining us. Check out everything at Dispatch.com. Jacob and Kyle do a great job. We'll talk to you soon. Patrick, kick us out of here.